You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! song i'm gonna start this episode oh don't do any more fucking songs no this is a good one no no it's not listen listen no it's not can you shut up just the two of us oh god building castles in the sky just the two of us how do you build castles in the sky you and i how do they how do they do that i didn't know that was a this is i didn't know that was a dungeons and dragons song two of us um i say that and i'm singing that if you would stop being such a dick because this is just the two of us this episode this is gonna be a quickie guys uh we're coming relax yeah uh just uh easy life chinos is this one this episode's called easy life chinos easy life it's a namaste episode it's a nah namaste um hi guys this is zach and mike make three podcasts i'm zach blair Mike Dub, M Dub, Mike Weeby. M Dubs, And uh, we're guys and bands. We have this podcast. We ask people what are three things they're into, what's their three favorite things, blah, blah, blah. And today, this is just going to be us. Yeah, we had a high profile guest drop out because he's dead. Uh, his name is Donald Rumsfeld, and he was going to do three things. They were going to be war, genocide, and bombs. But he fucking died today, so I guess he's not going to be on. So it's just the two of us, as well, Zach sang I, before. I think one of his things was going to be uh, that song Black Betty by the band Ram Jam. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Black Betty, Ram a lamb. That video is fucking bananas, by the way, if you've never seen it. I've never seen that video. I didn't even know they made music videos back then. I mean, they, I didn't either, but there is a fucking video for it, and it is... It's but it's I always associate it with uh that show Eastbound and Down because they used yeah. they used that uh for like a lot of their like promo for Eastbound and Down, which I want to use it as a promo for my life. <laughs> the song? Yeah. Okay. Just like if I walk in anywhere, I want that song to play. And you when walk I'm in beating, slow motion wearing your Oakley blades. Yes. And when I'm beating the ever-loving fuck out of you, I want that song to be playing. Motherfucker, in your you you try that in your goddamn dreams. If you were to take a swing at me, you would break your fucking hand. Your 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 hand. Your 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 bone strength in your hand is a bunch of saltine goddamn crackers. And you throw a sleeve of saltines up against a jagged brick wall. Let me tell you, that's okay. Now you're ready to to dribble that into some soup. You just take your hand and fucking sprinkle it over some some chicken noodle soup for your for your sad, sad lungs. 
you're sad, just blue ridden ass. That wasn't, ass. that wasn't the most eloquent shit talking session. Made the most sense, but yet, I mean, and again, see, Ram Jam wouldn't even play to that shit. They would Is say, it really called Ram Jam. I mean, I'm what was their story? Do you know anything about that band? I, you know, and oddly enough, I, I, I don't, which I, I should. I do know, um, that song didn't really sound like the rest of their music, of course. Um, and that song was a huge hit, and that was kind of it. That happened a lot in the seventies. Yep, Ram Jam, two different two words, Ram Jam, American rock band formed in New York City in nineteen seventy-seven, Prim- primarily known for their hit Black Betty. Um, all right, well, let's. Uh, you got a hard. I make a real good living off that one song. I bet. I bet they did. Uh, by a few. It's going to be played in my life, uh, bitch. Um, uh, bitch. So what do you got going on? Oh, man, I got a bunch of shows this weekend. I got uh, my new monthly comedy show is The Day This Drops, Thursday at Buzz Mill. And then uh, me and Ian are doing our acoustic thing on Saturday at Buzz Mill with the Pine Hill Haints. And we're also recording a couple songs of our super secret project this weekend and then dracula's on what sunday oh, we're on sunday although yeah. it would be hard pressed to find any advertisement for that so we, we well, we're uh, doing we're doing the advertising right now right here baby so you heard it here first if you listen to this podcast if you're listening and you're in austin texas that's going to be at the uh little darling down south austin so come out on uh fourth of july or as my mother would say, July. Uh, okay, let's get into this. Um, we're because the way we're going to do this since we're a little we we're on a time crunch. Um, it's three things, so you're going to do one. I'm going to do one. Then we'll both do one. So let's okay. go ahead and start with your thing number one. Thing number one. Man, I'm just flying off the dome here because I, I didn't really. Now that when Brunsfeld died, I and couldn't do our podcast. Uh, R.I.P. Sweet Prince. I, you know, I didn't have anything planned. So what have I been super into lately? And I will tell you that that thing is, uh, I already covered that. Fucking I already covered that uh honestly you know what because i just got done with it um this isn't this isn't just uh lately this is my whole life in different ways is uh therapy i've been doing therapy and i'm with a therapist right now that i like a whole lot and uh i got i started seeing her during the pandemic because my brain kind of broke down and uh now that shit is kind of coming back to life, uh, it's weird, you know, like, I mean, I'm doing pretty, I'm doing pretty good, but I, I don't know, like, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. Uh, but it, I, first of all, I think everyone should go to therapy. And I just want to say what uh, a lot of misconceptions that people have about therapy. They think that you need to be crazy to go to therapy or that it means that there's a weakness inside of you that you can't quote unquote solve your problems 
that, uh, you know, I've heard people say like, I don't need to go spend money to have somebody else tell me what my problems are. Um, that's not what therapists do, at least not like good therapists. Right. Um, it's more about prompting you through, through a very, you know, a lot of skills and training, uh, prompting you to come to realizations about uh, your behavior, about your thought processes, about patterns you've been in your entire life, life's lives, life, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And helping you figure out ways to, 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 to defeat those negative patterns uh, that you've been in your entire life, to defeat those negative thought processes, to, to catch, to, to notice the things that you're, that you're doing that are ultimately making you unhappy. Cause there's the obvious thing. Uh, you know, everybody has an obvious thing of like, uh, I, I, I drink too much. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I'm sad all the time, but there's, there's a, you know, there's a reason for all that. A lot of times it's not as obvious as what you might think. And then even when you find out what that reason is or the uh, combination of those reasons are, it's not, just identifying it there's a lot of like you know your brain's been hardwired to act a certain way for a long time um oh ram jam hey everybody just wanted to tell you the riverboat gamblers have a brand new seven inch out we covered a ramon song and we covered a motorhead song and we were lucky enough to get cj ramon to do some backup vocals it's on limited edition vinyl there's some yellow and some pink uh, you can get it at Gamblers Forever, forevergamblers.com, or go to our Bandcamp page. We did a real small run on our own, so get them while they're getting good. And, uh, and you know, it's weird. Like, I, I've gone to, th- and, you know, I have, like, a, I have a number of, uh, you know, medical brain issues stuff that's just like you know hardwired you know like depression and ocd and stuff like that and that's stuff that gets worked on in therapy for sure at times but some of it's just like the the outside life stuff that's there and maybe it's not maybe i I say everybody needs to go to therapy i would say that most people could stand to go to therapy right uh for some level maybe not everybody needs to go to therapy i will i will throw that back but I would go so far as to say the people that most emphatically declare that they don't need to go to therapy absolutely need to go to therapy. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think to a lesser degree, everyone could stand to talk about their, everyone has problems. And I, I, I think universally keeping those inside are, is probably a bad thing. Well, and I'll go further to uh, people like, well, I've got good friends that I can talk to about that. That's fine and good, but that's not a therapist. Right. Uh, sometimes well-intentioned friends, uh, that, 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 not even that, it's not even about the advice that your friend's going to give. That relationship is not what therapy is for. That's like, I mean, friends, you may have a friend that shoots you straight, uh, and that's a great thing for sure. Uh, I think that's kind of what you want in a friend, but there's still an added level of closeness and 
non-impartiality that is just not there with a friend. And that's what a, a therapist provides is uh, there's more of a, an impartiality to, and, and a, you know, a medical background to know if something's really kind of headed in a certain direction to help you out in, in a worst case scenario. I mean, I think, I think a lot of, I think a lot of therapeutic scenarios are not like based on a worst case situation. They're not like, oh, I'm so depressed. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people that go like, well, you know, I'm not suicidal, so I don't need to go to a therapist or, oh, I'm not like talking to, to things that aren't there. I don't need to go to a therapist. And that's not, that's, that's, yes, that's, you definitely, if you're doing those things, you definitely need to be talking to a therapist, but you definitely, I mean, there's so many little, little insights that I've been recently getting from therapy that aren't like necessarily like big picture, right. you know, that I'm just like, thank God I'm doing this, you know, and I've taken breaks off uh, from it and seen different therapists and stuff. And it is about finding like the right therapist who can really work with you uh, and, and connect with you. And each one's kind of bringing a certain, a certain thing to the table, but I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. There's, there's this, you know, and I forget about it because I've been in therapy for so long off and on and I've always something that I've always talked about and always been pretty open about uh, written songs about my mental health and stuff like that. But I, I tend to forget that a lot of people are real. It's just something came up uh, recently that made me realize that made me remember, not realize, but maybe remember that a lot of America, even people in like the sort of alternative world an alternative scene of you know kind of creative three because i think like creative artistic three free thinkers like we all you know therapy's the thing to do there's that there's no stigma about that you know like like in my head it's only like some like gun-toting you know trump guy that would like therapy that what am i gonna wear tutu all right you know like and, but the fact is like no there's like a ton i forget that a ton of people, there's a stigma attached to mental health in, 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 I don't know, maybe in the whole world, but certainly in this country. And there shouldn't be, you know, like if you break, if you, if you hurt your shoulder and you have to go rehab it, there, you, nobody's going to give you shit because you're like, oh, no, I'm going there. But there's a, just a weird thing of like, I'm trying to work through something. I'm trying to become more I'm trying to become less angry. I'm trying to become less anxious. I'm trying to become less, I'm just trying to better myself in any way. Therapy has this weird, like, Ooh, what is, you know, that in some, in a lot of circles, there's this weird, like, Oh, what do you, you know, like. Well, that's, you, all, that's the whole premise of the Sopranos, right? He was, he, he didn't want his crew to know he was going to a therapist because it would have been a sign of weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Like macho chest pumping thing about going or not going, you know, the, the way I've explained it to the layman, a therapist is basically having a human Google search to go, okay, here's what's going on with me. Why is that happening? Yeah. And, and this person has a degree on their wall that ensures that they can tell you, you know, in, 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 in a way you can understand why this is happening. So you can get your head around of it. 
around it. And now we can start talking about what I can do to sort of compartmentalize that or to work on that or to get my uh, my head around that. So maybe I can stop doing that or whatever it might be. Yeah. Or when I'm going, when I'm having this, these thought patterns or this behavior, here's how I can talk myself down from it. Yeah. I've, I've been, go- I've been seeing a the therapist for years. I don't know how I'd really function without it. You know, I do phone sessions when I'm on tour and although not all the time, because sometimes if you're in different time zones, it's hard, but, but yeah, I, uh, I depend on it, man. Um, yeah. Well, that's, uh, we if we're moving around along we're yeah we really i i I know that you i mean and whatever like i still i mean it's still funny like i i make fun of me about it i don't i don't mind that at all and i i joke you're in therapy but no i joke about it a lot uh too and being a being a a nut a nutty nutball and stuff like that and i also like you know like i'm like I, I'm diagnosed uh, OCD, like, and it's a it's a debilitating thing that I have to take medication for. And people all the time go like, "I'm so OCD. I have to, I have to put my hat up in the same place every time." And that's like a hundred percent not OCD. And it does annoy some some of us that have OCD. And I'm less annoyed by it because at least people have a base understanding of it. Um, but, you know, there's like, I, I don't know, I try not to be, because I know where we are in this country with mental health, I try to be pretty, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to get mad if somebody like kind of misuses a term or, 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 but it is, it is, I, I don't know, I recently just had a thing come up that I wanted to just, at some point, I want to do more in my creative career to give back to mental health and to promote mental health. I don't even know what that is yet, but it's just been something that I've been thinking about a lot lately and some random stuff came up and uh, yeah, I, uh, I think therapy is good. And I, I want to be a, a proud, because uh, I, I try not to be very sincere about anything in life. Uh, and I, and I don't want to be totally sincere in this, but because it still feels awkward, but I do yeah. think that that uh, it's important and uh, people people don't don't value it enough and don't or don't. You know, I want to I want to take away the stigma from that a little bit. Well, it's by, you know, talking about it and owning it. You got you and I are guys with, you know, somewhat of a platform and by just telling, you know, the world, hey, we both are guys are, that are in therapy. Uh, it's something yeah. we bonded over, um, you know and owning what we are and who we are and what we do. And, and it may be somebody's listening to this that could go, goes, Oh, I have, I've diagnosed OCD as well, or, or whatever it it might be, or I'm in therapy as well. And I'm confused. And, you know, um, that it's, it does get stigmatized. It does. It is something a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. But, uh, you know, fortunately in in this, in, in Austin, we have the ham, uh, insurance, uh, for musicians, uh, that they can help out musicians with with um well i'd say they actually go through the sims foundation right uh, sims is is the uh the i mean ham does ham ham will help like, i mean that, like not taking anything away from ham but just if anybody is in austin you can also reach out to the sims foundation or ham the health alliance of austin musicians but uh it sucks though man there's like a lot of red tape that some people's like have like legit insurance and they're like nah mental health 
Oh, What's I know that? my insurance. My insurance doesn't pay for it. You know, I have to pay it's for fucking, it. It is that is such yeah. bullshit. Like it's you know, it is it's not. It's not fucking rolfing. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not something. You know, it's not crystal. Crystal. It's not sound bathing. It's not. It's not gluten allergy therapy. Well, if we get through this, I'll rolf you later. Um, Okay, well that's a good, that's a great thing. One actually, uh, we'll see, we're getting through it. You have a hard yeah, out. Yeah, yours, yours better. Yours better be fucking good. It's it's okay. Yours better so, change lives. Here is our thing number two. Bang number two. Genital piercings. Plus, um, I've been reading lately about. So I'm obsessed with Pete Townsend. I'm obsessed with the Who. And on the subject of mental illness. Pete Townsend had a mental breakdown uh, and tried to kill himself. This is a story I just read. He tried in New York City. He tried to jump out of a building. He had gone into his manager's office or his manager's hotel room. They were recording uh, an aborted project that was called the Life House. And what Pete Townsend was basically the concept, it was going to be, it was after the success of Tommy, the the concept album, his next concept album was going to be called Life House. And it was so convoluted and confusing at the time that nobody understood it. But if it gets explained, it's basically he foresaw the Internet happening and how people were going to live in virtual reality. They lived in these pods and their whole life. They were basically plugged into a, some uh, kind of an apparatus, sort of like the Matrix. And they were living their lives in these sort of virtual reality cubes. And they called them pods at the time. And the corporations were basically programming the content that everybody was sort of living and seeing. And that was what the concept album was going to be about. So it was absolutely genius. So the whole idea of the Lifehouse project was just fascinating because he foresaw, he, he wrote it, he foresaw this whole thing happening. Is it so, going to be for the who or another? It's going to be for the who and it was going to be called Lifehouse. And each story was going to be about, so, so what ended up happening is they, it was a convoluted story. No one understood it. His manager didn't understand it. So he was going to kill himself. But he took, he gleaned the songs from it that were like the big hits and it ended up being the album Who's Next. So Baba O'Reilly, Won't Get Fooled Again, Going Mobile, Behind Blue Eyes, these huge hit songs were all parts of this concept. And if you listen to those lyrics, read those lyrics, Won't Get Fooled Again, all these other sorts of things. Um, It makes sense in the contest. Like Baba O'Reilly is the, you know, the chorus is basically Teenage Wasteland. And his whole idea was, in his opinion, after Woodstock, kids were just tuning in, you know, turn on, tune in, drop out. And then he was being serious. It was a teenage wasteland. They thought it was a like a rally cry for, yeah, we're all wasted. And he's like, no, you're all wasted. And he, his point was like, you're on drugs, you're plugging into this, this apparatus and you're doing what they want. You're, 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 you're sort of medicating yourself so they can just basically use you. And so that was part of the concept. So the concept wasn't working. No one understood it. He was going to kill himself. He tried. He had a mental breakdown. Again, going to speaking to musicians with mental illness. And uh, so after all that, he ended up gleaning the songs that were had potential. And that ended up being Who's Next, which was a huge, huge record as well. Um, he's done. He's revisited it over his career ever since. He's done like Broadway not Broadway, but stage plays based on it. He did a, like a box set of the demos and things like that. But I was just reading a huge story. There's a new guitar a magazine I get called Guitar Player and they tell the whole story. And it's absolutely fascinating because I've 
I've dipped in and out of it because I'm such a huge fan of his. Uh, but I didn't realize just how convoluted and and big it was, and just how he had predicted the internet, internet, and almost the way the the matrix had predicted it, you know, or the ills of it, or where it could go in the future if people don't get off their fucking phones and let stop letting that shit rule their life, because it is corporations programming everything that's you know there's a corporation behind tiktok there's a corporation behind facebook behind twitter and you know all the advertisement you have to see and basically i guess that those advertisements was what was programmed information in this pod that you were now plugged into it's kind of crazy huh yeah adds the well i guess if all the if all the good songs came out he's not gonna try and redo it yeah it's weird you know he was a guy that so visionary with uh there was a smaller um uh concept song that was called rael that was on the uh who sell out record and then there was a quick one while he's away he just kept kind of hinting at these these bigger concept albums and then of course tommy and it was so huge he tried lifehouse it almost killed him and then he aborted that but then they did quadrophenia which was a much more simple sort of you know, like a day in the life of a guy with four personalities and it ended up being huge as well and in the movie and everything else. But man, what a, you know how hard it is to write a song, much less a succession of songs that all have the same concept. But I guess you did that. You did do that with, with us, with the album Terminal Amusements by the Draculas. True, I did. And it was four, di- well, it's four, di- four different characters it's four doing different characters. a couple different songs each. Some more than others. Uh, well, and also, you know, it is hard to write a song. The hardest song to write of all of us would be Black Betty by Ram Jam. Ram Alam. Yeah, the lyrics to Black Betty, I think, um, I'm pretty sure he won a Pulitzer, just like Bob Dylan did recently. Yeah. For those lyrics. Um, did Bob Dylan, he won, he won a a Pulitzer for the song, the lyrics when he goes, Shimisha, Hamaha. Yes, he did. Hamaha, Hamaha. So that's my thing, too. Uh, you, you've got a heart out here in just a bit. So um, why don't we both? Shimisha. Where's our thing number three? Oh, God damn, it's the thing number three. Have you been watching the Marvel Loki show? Uh, I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, I I like what I've seen so far. You know what? Mostly, though, I'm just like, man, I fucking love Owen Wilson. I do, too. I love Owen Wilson and anything that he does. I think he's uh, underrated. I mean, I guess he's not. He's like more or less A-list. I guess he... Well, he comes and goes, you know, he, he goes away and who knows, maybe he's hey, a guy with mental illness. There we go. I was going to say, he's probably dealing with his own mental illnesses. Um, he had and, a suicide attempt a while back. Yeah. And he's knocking that out of the park. He's just, I, you know, that Mobius character. And then, um, you know, he works for the timekeepers. If you aren't a fan of Marvel or comic books or whatever's going on, it's probably going to be really a long convoluted story, but it, the new show on uh, Disney Plus is about Loki, the god of mischief. And during the um, 
the Avengers movie, he takes the one of the the Tesseract. Is it the Tesseract? Yeah. He disappears, and in that, the interim of that, he that's where this show lives essentially. Um, and so he's finding alternate versions of himself. There's a it's a timeline situation. Um, Time, very cosmic timey. It's fun though. Um, it, that, I, that's a great example of a character like Marvel. The the villain character that Marvel the comics love to do stories on that I always liked a lot was Doctor Doom. But um, I I think that inherently that probably won't work, and probably why they haven't used it on the big screen is because. It's uh, it's not it does, it's not easy to do a character that wears a mask the whole time. That the whole right. thing is you have no idea what his face looks like. I mean, maybe they've shown it like once or twice in comics, but I don't think I've ever seen it. I think that's the whole point is, is you you don't know what his face looks like. Right. So it's hard to make something compelling, but that's why uh, you know uh, Loki's a handsome fella, and uh, and it, it works perfect as a as a antihero. Uh, based show well he's also that fine line of like he can be a really evil bad guy but he can also be kind of a good you know guy he's not super bad he's not you know creating genocide or you know he's not yeah whatever but that having been said you know i'm also excited about the new black widow movie and oh yeah the villain in that is taskmaster who can just you know i guess he can just take on anyone's powers that he's fighting Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Zach and Mike Make 3 podcast. But I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I do. It's called the International News Service. Me and my news team look into stories of the weird, stories of the bizarre, and stories of the unimaginable. And also, it's very, very stupid. So check out the International News Service wherever you get your podcasts. Well, yeah, he's like somehow studied it. I don't know what they, i tell you what. So I was, i, I tell you what, I'm excited. We could agree on this. Well, you've already seen a movie in theater. I mean, you, you just never even stopped during the pandemic. You saw every single movie in the theater with the most people as possible. I did not. I, I did not, actually. I didn't. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I like that that's the thing that got you worked up. Um, the, uh, the, so, okay, so. Have you seen a movie since uh, things opened up, though? Yes, I have since things opened up. Yeah. So I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, not out of not out of not not out of. I mean, I would have in the last like month or two, mm. or last month or whatever. I just like haven't or whatever. And there have been like you know closed down theaters, of course, and stuff like that. I just haven't yet. I was kind of like waiting for my big movie back, and I was thinking it was going to be Black Widow because I like seeing that in the big screen, but there's a movie that just came out called Zola. And I'm so excited about it because the movie is based on a Twitter thread, which uh, now normally if in, in literally any other circumstance, if you told me that I would say, well, that's a shitty movie and I don't want to see it. But I, I mean, this had to be like, you know, probably like, well over five years ago, there was this Twitter th- thread and it was just this random girl who was a stripper. And she, in Twitter format, told a story about how she met this other stripper girl and they were gonna drive to, I believe, New Orleans 
to go strip for the weekend, which is a thing that that strippers do a lot. They'll like go do like a strip weekend where they go to a, a, a city, a different city with a different scene. And like, you know, you just, I, I guess maybe there's like opportunity to make more money in a different town. And basically this, this girl who was probably, you know, a real like just kind of working, you know, uh, not a not an insane person hooked up it just has this and it's all within a trip the craziest fucking adventure where they meet up with these like dimwit guys and she and like whoever wrote the twitter account is like describing it all perfectly and they they've made a movie about it and it looks fucking great it it has uh yeah riley yo y'all she's elvis's granddaughter Okay. Uh, yeah, Elvis I knew she Presley, was. Presley, that is. Elvis I Presley. Knew she, I knew she was related to somebody. Uh, but it looks, I mean, like, you know, I mean, it was that weird thing of going like, well, I, I, I know that, like, I love the way it's shot. I mean, it's like an indie movie. It looks like it's a pretty, you know, mid to low budget. But the story is so druggy and wild and crazy. Like, and I only even remember, like, I remember a handful of beats in the story. Right. Uh, so I, 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 I love that. I just kind of know the general direction, the thing. I just know it's like, just fucking that Twitter thread is, it was fucking bonkers. And I remember it was kind of like, cause I really like Twitter a lot. And uh, I, I've spent too much time on Twitter. In fact, I'm, I'm actively trying to spend less time on it, but I remember that being a joy of like, you know what? There's so much, especially in the Trump years, like, fuck Twitter. Twitter was part of the downfall of letting that fucking turd get elected. But like, but I'm I'm super excited to like, oh, oh, but that Twitter thread was like, you know what? If if they banned it, at least, you know, if, if, if it were to blow up, for all the negative that it did, this one really good thing came out of it because yeah. that thread is like fan fucking fantastic. I, I just saw her on Jimmy Fallon talking about that, and I want to see that movie too. So I would go see that with you. But we should also go see uh, Black Widow is definitely a movie you go see in the theater. We should go see it because there was one thing I was going to say earlier. Taskmaster, that character, they haven't announced who that is, who the actor. Oh uh, yeah, it's somebody famous. They're they're yeah. definitely it's going to be somebody famous. And they're sitting on who that is. So I'm I'm really I really want to uh, the ass master. It's probably you. Uh, well, hey, you got a heart out in two minutes, so I think uh, I think that's a good stopping point, and we yeah, did I it. Think so we, we did it. it. We did it. We've done it. We good. have therapy. We have Pete Townsend's aborted Lifehouse project, which was going to be a, a, a concept album. Yeah, Pete Townsend's, never mind. Almost killed him. And uh, we have uh, the Loki uh, show, uh, the new Loki show on Disney Plus, but we also. And we preemptively, movies, we have movies, and we preemptively, fingers crossed, have Black Widow and Zola that we are excited. We're at least excited about seeing those. We exactly. don't know if they're good. They, know, might be, they might both suck, but. It's but. not a joke. I, it's going to sound like a joke. I had an aunt Zola. I did. Zola. It doesn't sound like a, a joke. It just sounds like a boring fact. Well, it's a weird name. <laughs> weird name. It's like Zachariah. Well, uh, what's up with Z's in your family? I don't fucking know. What's up, uh, what's up with disease? I don't know. 
All right, dipshit, dickhead, asshole, fuckhead. That's my name. Dipshit, dickhead, asshole, fuckhead. Um, that's you. That is you to a T. That's me. Well, everybody, if you're in Austin, Texas, please come see us Sunday at the Little Darling. That will be Dracula's. That will be the first show we have played since in Austin, at least since January of last year. Yeah. So uh, please come out. We're really looking forward to it. And uh, Mike has a stand-up performance happening tomorrow night. Uh, Thursday night and a music performance on Saturday, Saturday night, both at Buzzmill. Doing shit, doing shit. Okay, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Zach and Mike Make 3 podcast. Thanks to the Sound Talent Media for letting us do this. Um, just the two of us. See you in heck. Building castles in the sky. Just All right, I do. I gotta go. I'll <laughs> see you later. <laughs>